0: Love Talk Radio. psychically connect to your soul, health, and wellness. Tune in as she brings messages, guidance, and clarity into your life.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Into It with Tina Conroy. I am your host on Blog Talk Radio, and we are here today. The phone lines are open. That number is 516-387-1936. Also, I do have the chat room feature open, and to go to the chat, go to blogtalkradio.com and find my show, and there's a chat feature, so if you can't get in through the phone lines or listen through the link on your computer, you can chat along with us. Hello, and how is everybody doing on this mid-March day, March 16th? We are right through middle of March. Uh, Some people think of March as March Madness. I know that's more basketball, but isn't it sort of March Madness? I was just talking to my yoga class yesterday, talking about spring and how we're moving towards spring. But if you think about spring, a lot of it is about expansion and constriction. Some days it's really hot and beautiful and warm, and other days it's cold or raining. And doesn't it feel like that? We're expanding into this next season And then the weather comes and we're constricted or we're we're contracted. And so our bodies feel like that. If you practice yoga or any kind of practice or exercise, you may be feeling that in your physical body. Also emotionally, what's going on? So we talk about expanding and expansion into this beautiful new weather. And we've planted seeds in the winter. And now it's time to sprout and move forward and have all these wonderful possibilities. But there's always this lag time. There's a little bit of constriction. So if you are feeling expansion and constriction, stick with it. We're mid through March and we're moving through and spring is on its way. Also, the spring equinox is on its way. So we are moving towards that. Today is also the day before St. Patrick's Day, and I always joke around and say that although I'm not Irish, I married an Irishman, my children are Irish, and so luck of the Irish to everybody. It's always a wonderful, exciting time to just be happy, right, and all the fun, uh, at least when the children were young, take them to all the Irish step dancers, and really good times. I would like to begin with an Irish blessing, and it can apply to everybody. May your troubles be less and your blessings be more, and nothing but happiness come through your door. So blessings to everybody on this day. I like to center as I do on every show, so if you can, please center with me. Go ahead and close your eyes. Take a nice, long, slow, deep breath in and exhale away. And feel the weight of your shoulders relax. Let go of your day so far. And be here in this present moment. Simply notice your breath. And then calling upon blessings for everybody listening to the show live or later on the archive. As we move to possibilities, as we work with empowerment, balance, and creating all these beautiful support in our life. And we surround us with light and support, and we say, and so it is. And just come back for a moment, take another breath. Isn't it great to connect to the breath, to simply notice the breath, to become mindful as we slow down in our everyday? So I am so excited to bring you the second episode of the Women Entrepreneur Series, and no better to bring it to you with and kicking off with Sabrina Horn. Let me tell you a little bit about Sabrina. Sabrina Horn is a technology and PR industry thought leader. Currently, she serves as managing partner, technology practice leader at Finn Partners, a global communications firm. In this role, she is guiding and leading the firm's direction in technology as well as business development and client service across multiple tech sectors and geographies. Previously, Horn was president and CEO of Horn Group, a leading PR communications agency in Silicon Valley and New York, which she founded in 1991 and sold to Partners in 2015. For over two decades, she helped put hundreds of new companies on the map, created industry categories, and shaped emerging tech markets with sound PR, communication strategy, and execution. She began her career at Blank and Otis and Edelman PR, both in San Francisco. Horn was recently inducted into the PR News Hall of Fame, has received accolades for Technology Agency of the Year, Best U.S. Employer, WorkingWomen.com, and has been consistently recognized by PR Week, Holmes Report, and Inside PR as one of the PR industry's most successful entrepreneurs and innovators. She has authored several research papers including Public Relations for Emerging Growth and Technology Companies and Advertising in the People's Republic of China. She has an MS in Public Relations from Boston University and a BA in American Studies from Hobart and Willing Smith Colleges. She has two beautiful daughters, two large golden doodles, loves to cook, run, listen to live music, and knit in her spare time. Well, I could just tell you that I met Sabrina almost about a year ago, and she just lightens up a room. Her beautiful blue eyes, if you haven't met her, just bring you into this amazing support. She has great energy, great focus, and she's a lot of fun. So I can't wait to bring her on. So without further ado, I'm just going to bring her on my line now. Hey, Sabrina, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hi, Tina. Hi, it's so great to hear from you.
0: Well, it's- Absolutely wonderful to be on your program, your show, congratulations with it, I mean you, you're just lighting it up, I'm <laughs> so happy for you.
1: Thank you, thank you, I, I do, I do love it, it is a passion of mine and I get so excited as I'm waiting in queue and it's counting down and I always feel like, <gasps> and um, it's, an, it's a good excitement though, so thank you, Yeah, yeah. it's a
0: good excitement.
1: So thank how you. are you today?
0: Well, I'm I'm good, thank you. I'm here in beautiful San Francisco. I'm out here for a week of meetings. I usually come out here one week a month. And I'm meeting with some venture capitalists, telling my new story since my company has been acquired and meeting with clients and um, and employees, and it's a beautiful day. Apparently, we missed 13 days of rain here, and they got 100% of the rainfall they need, so there will be no droughts this summer, <laughs> so that's good.
1: Perfect. I know, because there's always about that. They talk about the rain. There's not enough, you know, the rain in California. I know there's been so much talk about that, especially last year, so yeah. very good. So so you're on a different time zone, so are you, you kind of grounded with me? I could tell you we have a beautiful day here in New York. It's not that warm, but it's also the sun is shining. So as I said, we're mm-hmm. kind of through this expansion and constriction as we talk about spring. So looking forward right. to the rest of it. So maybe we could bring the listeners back a little bit of your story. Um, what you want to share with the listeners, maybe even as you began as a child, what 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 were you like as a
0: child as a little girl uh well i um that's probably a good place to start i i'm uh i have an only child so i learned how to be independent and entertain myself early on and um and so i think that i was always pretty self-sufficient you know i um learned how to occupy my time when there was no one to play with or, you know, draw. Or I, I was always very creative. I, I, when I was in high school, I wanted to be a teacher or a journalist. So um, I don't know how that evolved into public relations. It's <laughs> kind of similar to, to journalism. Yeah. We work with journalists. Um, but, um, you know, I, I was never into, like, team sports i was more into individual sports like dance if you it's just we can call it a sport um and uh i was friends with everybody and didn't really join the cliques because i i just was kind of raised that way and um yeah so i was pretty independent
1: so pretty much from a young age, you you, you pretty much were on, your, you're kind of, right, not having siblings and just sort of very self-sufficient, and it seems like you were pretty, com- did you have a lot of confidence? It sounds like you had a lot of confidence as well.
0: Well, I think um, my, so my, I should probably tell a little side story. So my parents are both German immigrants, and they were among the first very few research chemists. Uh, that were hired by Union Carbide um, in the late 50s. And so I was born in West Virginia, of all places, and my parents really couldn't speak a word of English. And so, you know, everything I kind of got from them was all about being independent and um, making your own luck. You know, there's never a free lunch. You control your own destiny. And... I guess since they decided it was too late to have a second child because um, my mom was older when she had me, that um, I was both I was both son and daughter like in one person. So you can imagine their expectations of me were just you know stratospheric. <laughs> um, but you know they did instill in me that there's this, this sense of like you know you're as confident as you make yourself out to be and. There's no reason why you can't achieve everything you we want to in in life, and just be smart about how you solve problems, and and uh, not go too crazy with with things that don't go your way.
1: So they right. So they were really like your first teachers in sort of that work ethic of you know working hard, and but also to believe in yourself, and and they believed in you. That was it, that sounds really from what I'm getting. Like they believed in you that they could do it, you could do it. Stay focused, stay on your path, and and although it sounds like being the only child and and having to play maybe both those roles of daughter and son probably could be challenging as well. I'm sure it was also um, you had a lot of you had a lot of support. It sounds like you had a lot of support to kind of or move into the direction that you know they were hardworking. It sounds like they worked hard. They were very focused. It sounds like very focused people. So kind of yeah. from where you grew up.
0: Yeah, Uh definitely. Extremely focused. Um, You know, choose one thing and do it really well. Don't spread yourself too thin. But I'll tell you, you know, my father in particular, boy, was he tough on me. And um, I wasn't always the best student in high school. I didn't really. I was a late bloomer, I guess you could say. Um, In college, I finally kind of got my act together and figured out what I wanted to do. what what my interests were and that I kind of liked marketing and that I liked advertising and public relations and I liked writing and I liked telling stories. And I think probably I chose chose PR as my field. Like I went straight from college to graduate school and got a master's degree in PR and then got a few jobs and started a PR firm. So I think my... (laughs) my father my father taught me to focus, and I clearly did that, you know, but i um and he got some good r o i on his investment in my college education um, <laughs> but um but yeah, you know i was um I was just really, really focused, and I knew what I liked, I knew what I was good at, and what I was not good at and um and kind of made made my way and found my passion and I guess I can only say that. You know, if you're passionate about something, then, you know, chances are you'll be great at it and, and the money will come. If you focus on the money, and you don't really have the passion, but you have all the will and the skill. You might not do as well as the person who, has, who can see themselves in, in, the, in their end state, you know. So I, I always go for passion um, <laughs> and, and uh, will over sometimes skill. Right, and I,
1: you know, I, I completely agree with you. I I, I I, get caught up in the passion too, but in a good way. I, when I'm mm-hmm. passionate about something and it feels, you know, I heard this quote the other day and I'm probably, I'm never, I can never say quotes correctly, but it was something about when you do something you love and it's easy. And so like, I guess they were talking about women and money and like money blocks. And they were saying how a lot of people have this, um, judgment where that if you're doing something you love and it comes easy to you, that, um, you shouldn't make money for it. And the other uh, person that the coach was saying, or this person was saying, this almost the reverse. If you're passionate about it and it comes easy cause you love it. Now I don't mean easy, like you're not working, but it's easy. at ease because you love it type of work. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. you should be paid for that. You know, that it's, that's your gift. Like that's your gift to give to the world. And, um, yeah, I think passion I'm right there with you. I think passion is is so much. You know, yes, we need mm-hmm. skill and we need certifications and we need degrees and we need all that. But passion will take us a lot further. And and passion took you further. I mean, you. So you're saying so you went to college, went right to your master's, and then you founded mm-hmm. your own company in 1991. Is that is that true?
0: Yeah, in 1991.
1: Yeah. So and I worked. You were just, uh, yeah, you were just out of school. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I graduated. I got my master's degree in um 84, 85, 84. And then I didn't have a job, right? I was in Boston and my parents had while I was in school, they had moved to California and my father started a venture capital firm here. Um and so, you know, I'm an only child and I didn't have a job, so I came to California. And worked for a couple of agencies. I started off working um with Edelman in San Francisco, and then Blanca Otis, which um was a tech boutique shop at the time and that was that was really it. so it was maybe only six seven seven or eight years and then i started I started my own firm
1: so what i mean so many women are out there listening to this, and they are either you know just starting out thinking of starting out or just really struggling to open up their own business. And what was the precipice of you to say, you know, I'm going to go for this. Like I, I want to be, I want to open my own company. I want to be my own boss. I want to create what, like, can you, can you go back to that time and like share with the listeners a little bit?
0: Um, Yeah, I think um, my motivation, like your motivation has to be in the right place doing something on your own because where you are and who you work for really sucks is not a good reason Mm -hmm. to start your own business. Like you have to have a clear market opportunity that's not being fulfilled or met by other providers or other people, right? Um, And so you really have to have honest conversations with yourself about what can you do that fills an unmet need in the market, how can you do things differently or better than your competition? And write your own business plan. Like, what are mm-hmm. your strengths and weaknesses? Um, what will you do if things all go to hell? And what? It, how are you going to protect your downside so that you don't have as much anxiety throughout the whole process? Because um, if you always know you have a safety net and you can come back to something else, or that you have cash in the bank, or you know that that's really really important. And I think I learned that from my father. You know, being a businessman and an entrepreneur, and a venture capitalist. Um, you know, it's you're always in the middle somewhere. You're not on either end of the spectrum. Um, and so I have very realistic objectives. Like it was honestly back then, it was just you know maybe have one or two employees <laughs> and have a small little office. You know, in a in one of those rent and office places, and have a couple of clients and go home and work out every day
1: and, uh, <laughs> and
0: so that um i and and the first client that we that we won um was like a rocket ship, and so I realized I was sitting on something pretty incredible, and that if I was going to keep them, I needed to change my my little business plan. And scale the company, and um, so so that's kind of what's you know started this bigger vision that I had of what the what my agency could really be. Um, but I was very very honest with myself. Like I know how to write a press release. I know how to talk to a reporter, and I understand technology in layman's terms, so I can communicate that story. But I didn't know how to run a business. I didn't know how to um, Balance my checkbook. I didn't know about employee benefits or payroll or any of that stuff, so I had to get help. I had to hire people carefully um, to help me build a small business.
1: Wow! So you had you started to put this when you started to realize that this was really a bigger venture. Or I guess getting that first client, it was really like, wow, this is this is something. Like you, you kind of. You had the vision, I guess, because it sounds like you're very visionary. You had the vision, going through it and creating it. But it sounds like then it it became this, you know, a bigger vision to really realize that the industry that you're in, you're going to really make, um, you know, huge, huge roadways, you know, very quickly. So then you kind of changed. You did you and so. Like the business plan, did you, you had got people to help you with the business because that, you knew some things, most of the business, but like when the business itself, I guess you got help with those kind of things, like creating, a lot of people don't even have a business plan. (laughs) So I I mean, I speak to a lot of women and they're like, oh, what's a business plan? Um, But that you put all those things in place to kind of support you to kind of move to the next step and then to create the company that you did. So, I mean, it was really like a lot of vision.
0: Well, yeah. I I don't know. You can call it vision. I just I call it being smart about seeing where there was an opportunity and a and a niche at that particular time. Um, there were either really big agencies or really small or medium sized agencies, and there was a certain type of technology out there. And I'm not a technologist. You know, I'm I'm a PR person, but I figured um, technology is kind of what. Changes the, the way people live and work, and it was interesting to me. Um, and so, I guess I I like the idea of where technology is going, and I like being able to capture the essence of that and tell the stories about technology and how it can change the way you live and work, because that moves the needle forward, right? It it helps people embrace the change that technology brings. Um, but I also like, remember like the family I grew up in, I was like, failure is not an option. So I had Mm -hmm. to make really sure that if I was going to do this, that it wasn't going to fail and that I had thought through everything and had a backup plan, you know, in case things didn't go well. Um, and in fact, the night before I quit my job and I, I called my parents and I told them that I had won a client and I you know they knew i had was thinking about this, and they knew I had a business plan. My father told me on the phone, he said, "I don't think you can do it and it mm-hmm. just devastated me and um he said uh he said you you've never run a business before, which was true. You don't have an m b a which is true. I had a master's degree, but not an m b a and you don't know how to balance your own checkbook, also which was true and so <laughs> you know like i was just devastated and uh the next day i i couldn't i couldn't give notice but then i came home that night and i i said you know what i've got i really don't have anything to lose if i do this and i fail then i can always go back and you know work for some company and run pr or go to another agency but if i don't try this i'll never know if i if i could be successful and i'll it'll bother me for the rest of my life so so I knew that about myself, and I figured there's not much downside. So let's just do it. Wow! And so you really that, kicked. That that. You really,
1: yeah. You, I mean, you really kick fear in the face. <laughs> you really I, I did. Fear in the face. Yeah, because I mean, so many people at that point might say, "Oh, forget it," or you know, and and plus, you know, it's hard to be let down or devastated by a parent, and we've all been there at some point where it's like, oh, ugh. it's like you're just like a you know. a, a punch to the gut kind of thing. Like, what do you mean I can't do it? But you had, you really rose above that. And, you know, and, you know, just kind of thinking it through and knowing yourself. I mean, that's a huge thing. Just kind of knowing yourself that you you kind of played it all out saying, if I don't do it, um, you know, I, and then knowing you had, you, you, what's the worst that could happen kind of thing. So you went for it and thank God you did because look at all the, Look at all that you've done and all that you've created and how successful you are. And so, let me ask you a question because I always Mm -hmm. I always like to bring this back to a little bit of spirituality, a little bit of intuition, obviously, which we all have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I ask I ask a lot of my guests like if you had I always ask what's your intuitive moment or what were if you had in your lifetime like an intuitive hit would that be one of them? Just kind of knowing that you felt like this was your calling or you're just going to go for it
0: or or something else like that um uh, i i apologize if you hear the siren in the background okay. <laughs> <laughs> um you know i'm i'm always a firm believer in in intuition and that there's energy out, out and outside of us and around us that um is a factor in things, right? And I really trust my gut. It's when I don't listen to it, I always end up regretting it. And um, whether that's in hiring somebody, you know, like something kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And yet they had all the credentials on paper and, you know, they interviewed really well and but and I didn't trust my gut. And then they showed up and they had three heads, so, um, you know, so i really I really do believe in in that, and um, that other things guide you and help you come to certain conclusions. I also believe that like people are not lucky; they put themselves in positions of being lucky and that you make your own luck, but in all of that is this really strong core sense of intuition. Um, that you often can't articulate. Like you'd, somebody would ask me, like Sabrina, why do you think something? Why do you think this way? And I, I can't explain it. It just is. Just go with me on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can't tell you how many. I you know how many times um, I've I've said that. And I also I also am very honest and often say like, know what you don't know. Like if I don't know something, don't lie. Don't make it up. Just mm-hmm. say I don't know. Um, and sometimes your gut isn't there for you, and it it's not giving you an answer except you know you have to go and figure this out because it's kind of a black hole
1: right, right, yeah, so it sounds like I mean, so you lead your life it it sounds like if you do that in your work life, you do that obviously in your entire life, your personal life too, just how you feel about something and knowing that when you listen it's really. Um, it feels good and you talked about knowing like how many times have you told people and they're like well how do you know that Um, they Mm -hmm. call that claircognance that's the knowingness it's one of the clair you know we have clairvoyance and clairaudience so claircognance is probably one of your one of your stronger intuition abilities or sensibilities and it's about knowing and it's it's sort of it's exactly what you said it's knowing something and just knowing you know it It, it, it's it's I have a lot of that too to some degree and mm-hmm. I I know the feeling it's very affirmative it's like just go with me on this just I know that this is how it feels Yeah so it's 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 good it it really takes you through a lot and um keeps you really focused and centered too which is really nice Um Yeah I mean
0: the one thing I would add like um and you're so good at this like when things are too busy and things go kind of crazy, and you feel like everyone is pulling you in different directions. And you've got business; business wants you to do something. Your family wants you to do something. Or you know, you have problems in your personal life, and then sometimes in your professional life, things aren't going so well either. And you know, the key in all of that is to somewhere in there find peace and quiet and calm to to get centered and know that you're okay and that everything's going to be okay and and be to op- to be open-minded enough to let the answers come to you as well. And I often, you know, I, I what you do with, you know, your Reiki um treatments is is just it's just so grounding and centering for me and um I'm not a big meditator um but I've, maybe I meditate in the shower. You know, I just want <laughs> those moments where I can come back to center, and then things will come to me, and I'll be like, "Yep, you know what? Let's just uh, no decision is also a decision. Let's just wait on this." And right. um, I think that that's really, really key to um, making the right calls and letting your intuition come to you.
1: Yeah, and they, and we talk a lot about you and I when we get together about clarity. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's like you said, you can get this very clear. You know, you have clarity of something. And sometimes it's not even so clear, but it's okay. Let's wait on that. So we've we've got we've talked about that as well. And I feel that um, in in my life too to have a little bit of that clarity. Um, so it kind of brings me to you, kind of, kind of segued right into. So here you are, working. You go back and forth between New York and San Francisco. Um. how, the big question of the day, how do you balance your work and family time? So I know you have mm-hmm. two beautiful daughters and I've met your two large golden doodles, which are amazing, um, <laughs> that love Reiki, by the way. They love Reiki, right? Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So how, so here's the big question for women. I mean, women, more than obviously men, let's just say it, we're always in this balance. We're always in this you know, are we doing it right? You know, how much, you know, all of that. So what, what can you speak of that?
0: Okay, well, I have a couple <laughs> c- couple thoughts on that. Like, first of all, uh, it's a very common saying, like, I need to find balance in my life, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think um, trying to f- achieve balance in your life is a daily task. And sometimes it's not about finding balance it's taking a step back and thinking about the choices that you make because the choices you make every day or every month or in your life create balance or imbalance, and that you then have to deal with and so I really think about every day like I could have eight back to back meetings and really stress myself out and not be prepared and have anxiety and you know not perform well in those meetings. Or I could just say, no, I can do that meeting tomorrow. I can't do it today. And if it doesn't happen on this trip, it'll happen on the next trip. And I prioritize. And not everybody has to have a piece of me every single day. And those are very small choices, but they create balance and imbalance. Because, you know, some crap, pardon my French, is going to fall from the sky. Some meeting will change. Something's going to be pushed up or back. Something's going to happen at home that I have to deal with. And, you know, you have to have space, you have to have space for that um, to still try and have some kind of balance. So, I mean, that's my personal philosophy. It's taken me a long time to get into that mode and, but it's a daily act and I'm very consciously aware of it um, every day because that's what, for me, that's what can really throw me off and make the difference between You know, a great trip and a sort of average to mediocre business trip, if you will. And that carries over to my family life. Like when I have two teenage girls, and I'm a single mom. I have been for 13 years. So uh, when I come home, I have to be 100% for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, do I do email if they're not in the room and I'm making dinner, yeah, I'll just make sure everything's okay and check. But when I'm with them, no email. And the same goes for them. Like when we're sitting at the table, no cell phones. And um uh so I, I and I have a nanny, and a personal assistant. She helps me run errands, she gets things for the girls and uh she kinda helps me take care of things at home when, when I'm not there. So um there's a lot of moving parts. All I can say is you just every day is a very deliberate act of managing it.
1: Well, I like that. I mean, so that's – I haven't heard it that way, and I like that. I like that it's the, a day-to-day choice. And, yeah, that's that's great. That's really great. And and then and having the built-in support. And, and then it's so interesting what you said, too, because, you know, in this day and age, we can work 24-7. I mean, you're, you can always check your email. You can always check your text message. You you know, I'm sure people are calling you and texting you different times because there's different, you know, time zones. So, yeah, you could be at home and ignoring the girls and, you know, they be on their phones too. I know the ages, it's, it's challenging and just work all the time. But you're able to keep the boundaries and say, okay, I'm home with them. I'm on with them. And, yeah, obviously, if something happens, you'll pick up the phone. But for the most part, you really dedicate yourself there, and you've made it pretty clear to them that when it's your special time together, you know, obviously enjoying each other. So what are some of your built-in, like what do you do for fun, or should I say fun and relax? So sometimes people have the things they like to do for fun, and that also falls into, like, relaxing. Um so, you know, you travel a lot, you work hard, you're a single mom of two teenagers, you know, all this. What would you say that you do for fun that that, you know, feels your soul, that that
0: you enjoy? Um, well, sleeping is is always good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am one of those people that has to have 8 hours of sleep. I got to tell you, like I love to go to sleep. It's just <laughs> I just really <laughs> love sleeping. And I like taking naps. So on the weekend, you know, if the girls are out with friends or, you know, I take a little cat nap for a half hour, oh my God, that's just that's just it for me. But aside from that, um, uh, my professional, uh, my job is all about creating content, creating information and then disseminating it for a client or, you know, to the media. And these days it lasts you know about a tweet, right? It's 140 mm-hmm. characters. It's a yep. nanosecond and it's gone. So in my free time I love to do things with my hands and create something that is a physical object that um you can actually see and that has some permanence. So to that end I love cooking. I was a horrible cook when I was married and then when I got divorced it's like okay, I got to learn how to feed these kids and I got to feed myself. <laughs> So I um, I just love it, and I think I'm pretty decent at, at some things. And um, I love cooking and taking a long time to prepare meals and to set a beautiful table. Um, and I love to knit and crochet. It's something my mom taught me when I was like five years old, and it stayed with me. And I, I create a lot of my holiday gifts and birthday gifts for other people on airplanes, uh, that flight to San Francisco and back to New York is six hours each way. I've cranked out some, some cowl necks, some some shawls on those flights. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, so I really, and that's very therapeutic, and there's actually research out there right now that shows that um, knitting is and crocheting is, is really good uh, therapy. Um, and I love to run um, or speed walk, just getting outside. I'm not a big hiker, you know, I'm not a big, go to bicycling class kind of stuff. I just I like to get outside and get some fresh air and listen to my music and and get the heart rate going that way. And I do that four or five times a week. I go two miles in the morning. If if and if it doesn't get done in the morning it's not gonna get done. And um and that's you know, that's all I need. That fills me up. Nice. And then I come see you on Saturdays. <laughs>
1: for reiki and for centering and clarity. I know.
0: I love.
1: Yes. It. Yes, so yes. We are almost down to about 7 minutes. So I I know this always goes so super fast. Can you share um any it, it could just be one or two um women out there um like top, you know, maybe a takeaway or a tool for, you know, having their own business, for building their own business. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we covered a lot, but if there's anything else that that you can share.
0: Um, well, if you're starting a business and you're a woman, I would highly recommend, and this was something that I did, is is to really do family planning, because having a child and starting a business around the same time is really, really very, very difficult, and I did do family planning with my husband at the time, and we both wanted to travel a little bit after we got married, and I told him I wanted to start a business. And so I did that for seven years before I had our first daughter, Grace. And then the business was more, it had more critical mass. It it had other people working in it so that I could step away for three months and have a real maternity leave and have a baby. And so I I really would recommend that. And, you know, things in life happen and you can't plan everything. But um, I do recommend that if you're starting a business. And um, I, I really do firmly believe in, like, n- being honest with yourself, like, know what you don't know and really make a clear assessment of, th- of the skills that you need in order to have a great team. Like, it's true that saying, like, hire people who are better than you. I don't know if they have to be better than you, but they have to compliment you. And mm-hmm. they have to, you know, fill out, fill out the skill set so that, you guys, you know, you would be a great team together because no company is is a company of one. It's a company of many. Um, and, um, And I think, you know, the last thing would be, like, the day you think you've made it is the day you should quit your job and do something else, because you're always making it. Like, there's always something new to shoot for, and there's always something new to learn. And if you find yourself being bored with the same tasks and the same job, you know, then it then it's time to sell that business, which is which is really what I did after 24 years. Um, mm-hmm. And I you know I sold the Horn Group to Finn Partners, and I took my time to find the right match. And they've they've been just they're wonderful people. It's a great company, and I couldn't be happier. And it was huge for me because like I'm only going to sell my company once, right? And it better be to the right people. And the last thing you want when you're an entrepreneur is to, to sell your business to another entity that is is just not going to be the right fit for you personally or culturally or spiritually and um so you really need to take your time to know when to pull the trigger who you're going to sell it to like really do your homework and then picture yourself in that environment in that setting and and um you know make sure that it, it's going to be good for you so th- those would be my 3 3 or 4 last was a great words Yeah, advice. and
1: I and, and I remember. Thank you. And I remember when you were, um, when you were going through the process of of selling your company, and um, you know, as bittersweet it was, and know that it's it's been a great thing for you, and and um, you know, you really thought it through, and I'm I'm so glad it collaborated into a wonderful thing. So lastly, yeah. any um any book you're reading at the moment that you want to share with any listeners, even if it's not. Business related. Um I know I kind of stumped you on that one. <laughs> yeah. Probably you probably know a whole bunch I, of stuff at different times.
0: Yeah, I um I'm not reading anything right now that I'm you know, that I could say that I'm really like into. Um I've just finished a great book two weeks ago called The Little Big Book of Change, or The Little mm. Book of, bi- I little book that of Big one. Change. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The Little Book of Big Change, and okay. it is actually a small book, <laughs> um, and it's easy to get through. I think it's a great read for women in business or entre- any person, man or male or female, looking to um, do something entrepreneurial. And it talks a lot about how to let go of old habits and why we have bad habits, and um, and how to embrace change, how to think about change differently. And it gave me it gave me some new things to think about. Um so I, that's the one I would recommend. I can't um remember the name of the author at the moment, but um it's called The Little Book of Big Change.
1: Good. And you know what, I've heard of that before, so I and I feel like, you know, when you hear things more than once, sometimes twice and then three times. Um yeah. it's been one of those books that have been on my list. I kind of forget about it but well, thank you for sharing that. So we're we're just about out of time. I cannot thank you enough for your amazing, beautiful energy for sharing all your insights and your success and and just being really authentic. I, I love that. You know, um, I love um, our relationship because as authentic as you are and have this amazing, beautiful energy, you're so supportive and you do that. So thank you for sharing and i know so many people will be listening later on the podcast and um just thank you for bringing all the light to the world and and you know mm-hmm. bringing it in a certain way that you do just to who you are so thank you
0: well thank you for thank you for having me i really um i just love seeing you on saturdays i think you do amazing work um yourself and uh, i think it's awesome that you have this show and this program and um i just more power to you and um and bringing more women to the table who can share their stories and help each other that's what it's all about i think and um i really enjoy this it was a lot of fun so thank you
1: um, you're welcome all right you have a fantastic day enjoy san francisco and i'll i'll see you when you get back <laughs> okay all right. Tina, all right thank you all You're right. welcome. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Another phenomenal, phenomenal episode, and I cannot thank Sabrina enough for her amazing energy and bringing so much support, success, and and being authentic to really talk about all her amazing mentors, her her support that she has, and clarity that she receives. So, I have. Phenomenal shows coming up through the next two months. And stay with me through the Women Entrepreneurs Series. My next guest next week will be Jennifer Goldman. And she'll be talking about her Central Rose products. And she'll be sharing that, her teas and her beautiful aroma. So join me next week at 1 o'clock. Have a beautiful, wonderful day. Namaste.